Digital Marketing Radio, episode 125. Should every business be using a social media dashboard? DigitalMarketingRadio.com Today's episode is brought to you by AWeber. Build your email list, engage your subscribers, and do email the right way. I've arranged a special deal uh, deal for all Digital Marketing Radio listeners, and that's a 60-day free trial with the email marketing software provider I use, AWeber. Lock in your 60-day free trial, plus view a video that I've recorded on the three reasons why I use their service at aweber.com slash DMR. So just go to aweber.com slash DMR to get started today. The Big Interview with David Bain. Today I'm pleased to be joined by someone who's crazy enough to compete with Hootsuite. He's an entrepreneur with a passion for SaaS businesses. Welcome to DMR, Emmerich Erno. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Thank you, David, for um, in, for inviting me. Oh, thank you um, very much for, for, for joining me. Yeah. Well, you can find Emmerich over at uh, agorapulse.com. So, Emmerich, why build a social media dashboard? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> um, I think it, it, it always starts as something you don't expect. And uh, as your story unfolds, you end up building something that was ne- not necessarily what you had in mind day, and day one. So that's what happened to us. So what did you have in mind? Uh, we, we used to have um, a, a SaaS platform, a SaaS software that was allowing uh, people to build their own communities. And uh, we were struggling with that for, we've been struggling, we, we, we did struggle with that for 10 years between 2000, the year it was launched. Wow. Can you imagine that? And, I can, uh, but it's, yeah. it seems, seems like a different <laughs> lifetime almost. Like forever, dinosaurs were all, all around the internet at the time. And um, in 2008 or nine, we saw the big Facebook, Twitter, and you know, the big social networks coming up. And uh, we thought that was the, the, the uh, revelation for us and our market, but it was actually not because um, when Facebook became big, people wanted to be on Facebook and leverage what was going on on Facebook and not build their own communities. So we pivoted from that build your own community SaaS uh, uh, offering, and and we started building um, apps for Facebook. And from those apps we were building for for Facebook, we built a platform, embedding these apps in a more scalable industrial way. And you know, and, and it grew from there. I mean, we we saw the apps were interesting in 2010, 2011, but the end game was something else. And the end game was mastering what was going on in social networks and being able to gather more information about your fans and followers and, and create value and build an asset out of that. So that's how the social media management came along the way. But it's I, I don't believe in the big ID and you start day one on your big ID and nothing changed. And mm. three years later, you, you're successful and you you sell your company for a big check. This never exists. I mean, this has never existed. Yeah. It may when you read certain blog posts or watch TV, but um, the reality of life is, is is very different. You, the path is like this. It's never like this. <laughs> <laughs> so, are, are, do you think you can see more pivots in the future? Or are you fairly confident in terms of the model that you've got now? Well, the the as when in the early days when you're trying to find your way and you're trying to find your path uh, to what we call product market fit, meaning that you've built something that the market enjoys and needs and pay for. Um, the pivots are very, very commonplace and very, and, and you do them very often. And as you move toward the path of building something meaningful and relevant for the market, then there is less and, and less of them. Um, so we're in a, we're at a, at a point right now where we probably make a lot less pivot than we did two, two or three years ago, but there will probably 
one or two big ones along, you know, in the next two or three years. Yeah. A couple of small ones. So p- pivoting is a, is a way of mind. It's not, you know, it's not necessarily big or huge. Sometimes it's small and it's just a adjustment, but it's, it's a, it's a, it's a mindset. You need to be always ready for change, always ready for a change of direction, always ready to adapt to what the market tells you. And, uh, it, it, you know, it's, it's, it's a way to do business. There is no other way. So do you think every business can actually um, gain by using a social media dashboard or is it only right for certain types of businesses that are on lots of, uh, lots of social networks and engaging all the time? Uh, that's a great question. It's like, um, uh, should every business have a website or should every business uh, have um, uh, flyers or, or invest in billboards? It really depends on, on, on the business you're in. But more importantly, it depends on the time you can invest in, in, in those activities which probably will lead to something we'll discuss more late, later in the, in, the, in the interview. But I think focus and focusing on what's important today for your business is, is the core thing that you should be thinking about every morning when you wake up. And um, if your size and your resources and, and the budget and the number of people you have in your business do not allow you to go beyond the main focus you have to concentrate today, then, you know, going on social media is probably not the priority and having a social media dashboard which is only relevant if you are active on social media is probably not a priority so you you probably need to make sure that you can sustain your social media efforts and if you can do that and invest in social media then yes having a social media dashboard is more than a necessity it's an absolute necessity so talking about focus, do you think most businesses should be focusing on just the one social network, pick the one that's right for them and interact to as high a quality level as possible? Or is it better being in a few different places? I, I totally, I'm a big believer in focus um, and in everything marketing uh, and everything online marketing. Um, if social is part of the, the focus um, you can invest in today, Yes, do start with one, see what goes. If it works well, double down on it. If it doesn't, try another one. But trying to be present, active, and good at, at all in, on all social networks is, is undoable. And trust me, uh, we're trying to be better in Instagram, and we're still not there yet. Uh, we're trying to build up our game on Pinterest. <laughs> we're not there yet either. And the thing is, I'd love to. But it can't be our, my focus now because I don't have the resources and 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 the level of priority those two social networks have for us now is not high enough for us to in, to heavily invest in them. So we're we're still focusing on Facebook and Twitter, which are our main uh, social networks right now. Okay, yeah, because I was, uh, that was going to be my next question because um, on your website it says you focus on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, I wasn't so aware that you focused on on Pinterest as well. But so why did you actually select those? social networks why not linkedin why not google plus for instance uh, are you talking about the software or what we do as a business to promote um to promote ourselves on social networks um about the software about oh. the services that you offer yes yeah, so. well when you build a software uh, especially in social media the first thing you look into is what kind of um, possibilities do the apis of those social networks offer you and uh linkedin api is very poor and you can do very little with it uh, apart from publishing that's pretty much everything you can do so it will be added at some point um, and and some point being probably by the end of this year so it's, it's around the corner but we have done anything we haven't done anything before because um, what you can do with uh, Facebook Twitter and and 
to some extent, Instagram is so much more powerful uh, on a software perspective that building LinkedIn was um, was not a top priority because it was not helping us achieve our ultimate goal, which is helping businesses to stay on top of their social media conversations. You can't do that with LinkedIn. Uh, you can only publish and then hope for the best and go on LinkedIn to respond to whatever comments you'll get. So it's, it's kind of a it's kind of a problem for us. And um, for Pinterest, uh, the API was not open until very, very recently. They opened it publicly two or three weeks ago, max. So right. you know, now is the time where we're going to be able to start looking at it. But before, it, w- it was not a point. So do you see many businesses starting to use Instagram and, and Pinterest as their main social networks now? Um, yeah, I do. But it's, it's only, I mean, Pinterest and Instagram are ideal for a very special type of business uh, businesses that are that have very visual products and uh, and that's for that's for Instagram and Pinterest and um, uh, specifically for Pinterest uh, products that appeal to home improvement fashion uh, sometimes food um, you know a product like ours is not very appealing for the Pinterest audience b2b software uh, <laughs> it's not very visual. And it, it's not in line with the core audience of Pinterest, which is women um, between, I don't know, 30 and 50, um, very interested into, you know, home improvement, fashion, uh, anything, health, business, um, uh, lifestyle. We're not in that bucket. So it, it's not, it, that's why it's not a top priority. It doesn't mean that there is nobody interested in what we do in Pinterest. There are, but the, 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 the percentage of the audience is too small for us to invest more in it right now. But when we'll have more resources, we'll definitely do. It's just, it, again, it's just a matter of focusing on what's important for you today uh, based on the potential outcome. So is it still worthwhile for a business to have a Facebook page? Because you hear many stories about the organic reach of pages going down a lot. And um, it just seems like um, the effort that you put into building a page and you probably have to actually pay to drive an audience at that page as well. Is, is that still worth a business to do? Well, if you're building a Facebook page just for the sake of publishing uh, uh, posts and, and links on it and reaching a wide audience, no, it's not, of course. Um, but it's it's worth uh, doing it for many, many reasons uh, and for many, many businesses um, that are not, you know, everybody. For example... We have clients who have very sexy brands and very sexy products. Uh, just to name one example, um, one of them is a motorbike brand, Italian motor, motorbike brand. And people who own that, that types of brand, you know, that the uh, bikes from that brand, they're just in love with their bike. I mean, when right. I say in love, I'm not kidding. And this page, every time it posts something, gets, you know, hundreds of shares, hundreds, thousands of likes, um, um, zillions of comments whatever they do and because the audience is already reactive and is already in love with what they do and what they sell and what they have to offer and they are a couple of brands who have that chance uh, who are lucky enough to have that kind of product for those it's a no-brainer facebook will be the best place for them to invest in um for us b2b software company again i like to take us as, an, as a counter example <laughs> no it's not because when i post a, 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 one of my blog posts about you know, how you can leverage A-B tests on Facebook ads, people are not going to go crazy excited and share it to their friends and family, right? It's not, yeah. not going to be that way. So it, it's the reach I'm going to have organically for each of my posts is not going to be huge. So first uh, type of businesses, people who have sexy businesses and sexy products. 
The second reason is because um, if you don't have a Facebook page, you will not be able to advertise in the newsfeed because advertising in the newsfeed requires having a Facebook page attached to it, attached to the post. And we do a lot of that. And for that very, very single reason, uh, having a Facebook page is a must, is a must do, is a must have. Right. So if you plan to advertise on Facebook and do it right and do it well and benefit from it, you do need a Facebook page to attach your newsfeed ads in, uh, to your page. Um, and then uh, the last, I mean, the last reason is uh, for some businesses, Facebook is a big uh, customer support uh, channel, believe it or not. And we have a, a lot of um, e-commerce clients uh, in Thailand and in Mexico uh, for the two I'm thinking about right now because they're very huge on supporting clients via their private messages on the page. And if, if you know, for those uh, clients expect to find them on Facebook and expect to be able to message them and get a response on Facebook. So if they were not there, uh, people would be disappointed. So these are three examples. Um, right. But obviously, you know, there's no one one size fits all uh, response for that for that question. But you like using your own business as, as an example as well, um, yeah. as a an un, unsexy tech business. <laughs> you, you, you called it that. So what is a better social media strategy for that type of business then? For an unsexy B2B business like me? Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, Twitter has been, has been very productive for us, uh, also very time-consuming, but uh, time well invested in, in our, in our, um, in our uh, story. I think the good thing uh, that Twitter offers and Facebook does not offer and, and very few social networks offer as well is the ability to really connect one-on-one -on -one with uh, people who can make a difference for you. So these people can be bloggers, they can be uh, potential clients, um, they can be partners, they can be affiliates, it can be a lot of different things. And if you want to get something from these people you do need to start with building a, a, a genuine relationship with them you know helping them yeah. offering them value and, and and so on and so forth and twitter is great for that because you can have those one-on-one -on -one conversations you will never be able to have on facebook or 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 you know maybe instagram i don't know about instagram i've never really tried but twitter has always been the the the, the ideal channel to focus on that one-on-one -on -one relationship building with people who who could care for us and who could help us eventually after we've helped them. <laughs> so, so do you think you can advertise successfully for a B2B business on social media? Or is it more about um, building that personal relationship? Is, is that the better way of marketing? Um, we, we've never advertised on Twitter. We've never tried this. Again, focus, uh, lack of resources, lack of time. Uh, but it's probably something we should try, we'd like to try. Um, the platform we've, we've advertised on very successfully has been Facebook uh, since day one. So we, we use Facebook for advertising. We use Twitter for relationship building. We've tried LinkedIn advertising, but it was too expensive for us. And the re return on investment was not positive. So we had to stop it. It's, it's really about trying and testing a lot of things and figuring yeah. out, you know, uh, what is working and what is not working for you, which may not be for everyone else. So is it still important to drive traffic back to your site and build your own email list? Or do you think it's adequate to actually drive people back to your Facebook page and, and, and build your own likes and, and followers there? No, I, I, we drive traffic to our site. Uh, we, drive, we drive traffic to our blog and we drive traffic to our site being very, very, very focused on SEO uh, for that reason. I mean, organic traffic from SEO will never be beaten by anything else, uh, especially not from social in our case. 
uh, I don't want to drive people to my page. The only, the only type of people I want to drive to my page and I do Facebook ads to get likes is the people who are actually using my product. So those people, I want them to like my page because I want to be able to reach out to them via the Facebook channel as well. So having those very specific users being found on my page is something I'm ready to pay for, but nothing. I'm not paying for any other kind of traffic on the page. Okay. Um, now, for those of you listening to this um, discussion on iTunes or as a recorded podcast afterwards, as, as an audio podcast, uh, we're recording this uh, live as a video on Blab. Um, we've got a question here from Purple Select saying, who is your target market? So uh, who's the target market of uh, Agora Pulse? The target market is uh, small and medium agencies uh, that are doing social media for their clients. It's probably around 40% of our existing client base. And the other target market is um, small and medium businesses who have someone internally who is in charge of social media. So we found out that if um, they have not necessarily a full-time community manager or social media manager, but at least one person who is in charge, if even part-time to take care of social media for the for the business, then they are a, a good potential target for us because they understand the need for tools, they understand the need to save time, they understand the need to be more efficient and to measure results. When they don't have a person who is in charge of social media and everybody is in charge of everything, uh, it's 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 too early for them. They're too they're not mature enough in, in managing their social media presence to to see the value in in the tool like ours. What would you say is the, is the future of these social networks? Are they going to evolve quite a bit? Uh, we've obviously seen changes in, in, in Facebook in terms of organic reach. The retargeting has been very successful in, in driving traffic uh, back to websites. Things um, are changing quickly, obviously, in social media. Do you have any thoughts on, on where things are going to evolve over the next few months and how that may impact how businesses use social media? Um, I, I have very little insights about how Twitter, Facebook, and the other guys are going to evolve. Um, my guess is they're probably going to continue evolving into generating more revenue for themselves, which is totally logic and makes sense. Um, they are businesses as well, and they need to make money. Um, and like the recent move for, from Twitter to remove the share count, that, that has uh, generated quite a rent on, on, on social media is probably something that they need to do to reduce their technical cost and and by the way if possible increase their revenue by having people pay for that that information so there will be more moves like these you know not necessarily big moves but small moves that make it more and more efficient to pay them money to get business uh, business results for you for yourself on the on the on the global social media evolution, the one thing I'm a big believer of, and we've been working on very hard, is um, trying to take social media out of its silo and and offer more and more opportunities to connect social media with other online marketing activities, which I think is the future of uh, social for marketing purposes. So that would be my um, that that would be my prediction for the next two or three years. I mean, social will have to become more and more entangled and linked to whatever else you're doing online. Yes, it's all about integration. I completely agree with that. Um, I mean, I've been heavily involved with SEO in the past. Uh, SEO and content and social need to get better at working together and uh, delivering a more integrated experience as part of marketing. So uh, I'm glad you're saying that, but. Let's segue into the second section of our discussion. So that focuses more on your thoughts on where digital marketing has been and where it's heading. So 
starting off with? Software I couldn't live without. What software do you currently use in your business that if someone took away from you, it would significantly impact your marketing success? That's a tough question. Apart from, apart from your own software. <laughs> of course, my own software. I build it for my own needs, so I, I couldn't live without it. Um, we are using so many softwares. So many of them are, are key to our business. So I had a hard time picking one. Uh, the one I would pick, though, is, is probably not going to be relevant for everyone, but it's very relevant for subscription businesses, is a software called uh, ChartMogul um, okay. that... that connects to your subscription uh, service like Recurly or Chargeify or, or Stripe, any, any um, uh, payment management you're using. And it basically slices and dices your revenue by, by type of plan, by country, by region, by a lot of criteria that allow you to really go and measure the impact of a marketing experiment on a specific zone or for specific types of clients. And what that software is that software has been a revelation to us because before we we were not sure what was the impact of this or that um, online marketing initiative to the bottom line and thanks thanks to that software we finally got able to we were able to find out that's great okay I will certainly check that out I, I love um, hearing new software recommendations that I don't think I've heard of before as well yeah. um, because of course we're talking today because Martin Shervington recommended Agora Pulse yeah. in in Digital Marketing Radio episode 93. Uh, so um, anyone listening can, can go and check out that as well. And it's, it's, it's wonderful to have these recommendations. But um, let's ask you a, a slightly more challenging question, and that's what piece of software don't you use, but you've heard good things about and you intend to try at some point in the near future? I, um, I do, we're not very good at marketing automation on our website, on our blog. Uh, we're good at marketing automation with our users, so registered users. Um, and um, I've heard a lot of uh, people, you know, praising HubSpot, Infusionsoft. I mean, this kind of uh, this kind of software. But every time I look in, I look at them, it's like it's it, it looks like it's a two months uh, thing to install and configure, yeah. and 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 you have to hire a consultant. So um, I, I, I've always kept pushing that and procrastinated on that. I saw one that's called Active Campaign that seems to be easier and more affordable and more user friendly. So I I'll, I may um, I may try this out uh, in the coming months. Okay, yeah, I mean, there's 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 so many marketing automation tools. There's there's one called Entreport that I've been meaning to have a look at myself as well. But um, you mentioned a few great tools there, so I'll, I'll include all the links um, on the show notes at digitalmarketingradio.com. But uh, moving on to... I wish I would have. So I'd like to look back in the very first day that you're involved in trying to market a business online. What didn't you do so well? What do you wish that you would have done differently? Focusing on the right things. And how do you establish what the right thing is to focus on? The hardest thing on earth. <laughs> <laughs> It is the hard part. I mean, um, it's it's finding the right things and and it's keeping the focus. And uh, when you start out, you basically have no idea. So you basically have to work very very hard, trying a lot of different things, so you can figure it out. And you know, the harder you work and the longer you do that, the 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 clearer it becomes that what you need to focus on this month is this. And and it will be different from what you had to focus on two months ago and what you will be focusing on in two months. But it's a it's a mindset. You have to you have to wake up in the morning and 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 rethink what you're doing and what your team is doing and say, okay, are we really focusing on the right thing today, this week, this month, and 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 force yourself into that thinking as as the as the founder, you know, as the business owner. 
And it's a very hard thing to do because you easily get dragged into day-to-day -day responding to emails, uh, um, uh, solving support tickets. And a business life can suck you in day-to-day um, <laughs> -day stuff and, 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 and take you away from that you know, big picture, big vision um, uh, of am I doing the right, am I focusing on the right things and is my team focusing on the right things? And I, I keep asking myself that question every morning. It's a great question to be asking, certainly. Um, it's probably a good time to be um, mentioning my other podcast that I, I've just launched, actually, with a couple of other podcasters in the UK called businessbookofthemonth.com. And in that, um, every month, we all together read a different business book, uh, or read the same business book um, separately, obviously, and then discuss it as part of the podcast. So the first one we actually read was the book called The One Thing by Gary Keller. And that's all about focusing, absolute focus on the most essential thing um, that you should be doing to reach your long-term targets. And he talks about, um, ideally, within your whole morning for four hours or so, you should be isolating your one thing, your one most important thing you should be doing, doing that, and then you can do your management and other tasks in, in the afternoon after that. I totally agree. I totally agree. The one thing I wouldn't, I, I, I could have, dis, I kind of disagree with is focus on four hours and then do something else. And because I, I that's not the life I have, I can tell you. My life right. is, 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 shut, is cut by little things all the time. I get interrupted all the time. Um, I got nine people to manage. Uh, so I can't, I can't say, okay, for four hours, I'm not talking to anybody and I'm doing this. But the thing is, I need to keep constantly going back to it. I need to constantly say, okay, back to my core thing, you know, back to my focus, back to my priority, even if I still have to do these other things in, in between. Yeah, that, that's the real world, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It's yeah. a lot different than the one they describe in books sometimes. <laughs> I know, I know, yeah. It's, it's nice to have the theory and the practice together. It does. Yeah. The this or that round. So this is the quick response round. Ten quick questions, just two rules here. Uh, try not to think about the answer too much, and you're only allowed to say the word both on one occasion. Ready to go? Ready. Email or Twitter? Email. Audio or video? Video. Affiliates or display advertising? Display advertising. Facebook or Google Plus? Facebook. Online press releases or one-on-one -on -one relations? One-on-one -on -one relations, big time. Paid search or SEO? SEO, big time too. Email contact form or telephone number? Email contact form. Website or app? Website. Social subscriber or email subscriber? Email subscribers. And local marketing or global marketing? Global marketing. <laughs> no boats in there? That's, that's a couple of interesting answers, though. You, you certainly had a, a real focus on email rather than social media, because the first answer was email rather than Twitter, and then email subscriber rather than social subscriber. Was there ever a stage that you thought social, a social subscriber was more important than an email subscriber? Um, you know, the reason why you answer these type of questions can be very varied. Um, the reason I said email versus Twitter is I could, I could live without Twitter today, but I couldn't live without email. So I said, if I have to, to shut down one, yeah. <laughs> which one would I, would I say I'm not, I, I'm, I couldn't shut down my Gmail. If I shut down my Gmail, I'm dead. Uh, if I <laughs> shut down my Twitter, I'm unhappy, but I'm not dead. Um, and then uh, the social subscribers versus the email subscribers is because the email subscribers, if you do it right, you can reach, you can have better conversations with more of them. 
the social subscribers, it's a big challenge. Number one, there there is not one social channel. There channel, there are many of them, and and it's, so it's it's very very time consuming, and it's very you're, you you disperse yourself very much. So it's difficult. It's more difficult. Email is simpler. Not not meaning that email is better. It's just simpler to me, at least. And of course, you can use email now to actually upload to Facebook and Google coming as well to actually better target people for your paid advertising and social media as well in the future. Too, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That $10,000 question. If I was to give you $10,000 and you had to spend it over the next few days on a single thing to grow your business, what would you spend it on and how would you measure success? I, would, I, I totally love that question. And I think, <laughs> I think the answer will surprise you. I would pick 10 people I really want to strengthen my relationships with, and I would send them a $1,000 gift to each and every one of them. A $1,000 gift in relation to your business? To build, just, no, 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 just, yep. just, just to be nice, just to make them happy and, and do something nice. And, and uh, yeah, just, just to strengthen my relationship with them, just to tell them I care about you and this is, this is the proof. <laughs> and, and how would you choose those 10 people? Um, yeah, I would, you know, I would pick, I would look at into my existing relationship and, and I would choose them based on how close I am to them and, 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 and how important my relationship with them is to me and my business. And, and I would make a random pick because it's only 10. So if I, if I really want to do it right, I would probably need $50,000 or $60,000, but you only proposed 10. So I, I did what I could. <laughs> and and if I mean if if for instance you wanted to do this and you were the marketing manager in a business, mm-hmm. how how would you justify that expenditure to your CEO? There is no need to justify building a great relationship with people who matter to you in your business. That there shouldn't be a need for that. I I understand that if you are not the business owner like I am, it's hard mm. to ask for you know to justify that. So only probably only business owners who control the budget can make that kind of decision. Right. But um, uh, it's 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 probably the most the the, the biggest no brainer in business uh, building relationship is the best long-term investment you can make. It's if you invest $10,000 in ads today, next month it's dead. It's it's yeah. gone. It's, it's there's no more of it. Um, if you invest $10,000 in in relationships today, so I I pick the gift route, you can pick other route and other, you know, different different ways of of, of uh, strengthening relationships, but if you invest into that, 3 years down the road, 4 years down the road, 5 years down the road, these will still be there. Um, to provide value to you personally and, and obviously as a consequence to your business. My number one takeaway. Well, Emmerich, you've offered a lot of great advice in our conversation, but what's the number one takeaway? What's the single most important step that our listeners need to take away and implement in their businesses? I think waking up every morning and asking themselves, am I going to focus on the most important thing to take my business to the next step, uh, to build my long-term vision, to, be, to, to, to build toward my long-term goal is, is the, the biggest takeaway you can take. It's, it seems simple, but it's not simple. It's really something that most people don't do and they do it for one or two days and then forget about it. Wake up every morning and look at what you're supposed to do today, what you have planned for the day and, and, and for you and your team and think about, are these things going to help us build the business we want to build? Yes or no? <laughs> great, great advice. And you should be continually asking that question. It's, it's easy to get sidetracked and, and thinking that you're doing the right thing. But um, that, that, that continual 
refocus on what is the end goal and are you working correctly towards that is is, is paramount and yeah absolutely ideal definitely and again very hard to do it's it's you, you got to force yourself into it it's not natural the natural thing is to get dragged by the the day-to-day business absolutely yeah well i reckon that takes us to the end of our discussion today so thank you so much for your time and your advice what, what's the best way for our audience to find out more about you and what you do uh, the, going to our website, agorapulse.com. Um, if they want to get in touch with me, Twitter is a great place, uh, at E-E-R-N-O-U-L-T. Um, and, um, you know, I can also be found on LinkedIn. Uh, and any, you know, type my first name and last name into Google and you'll find every, every channel where you can connect with me. Twitter probably being the most surefire sure way to do so because I do respond to all the tweets I get. Great. Okay. Well, I'll certainly include links to your website and, and Twitter in the in the show notes there as well. Um, so, yeah, lovely. Um, thank you again. And um, thank you, dear listener, for joining us. Um, if you like what you heard, I'd really appreciate your feedback. Just go to digitalmarketingradio.com slash iTunes if you're listening to this as a podcast on iTunes. And please leave a, an honest rating and review. It would be absolutely fab to hear from you. And, of course, it would help to improve the ranking of the show. And um, finally, I'm also hosting a brand new live show every Friday called This Week in Organic. So head over to thisweekinorganic.com. That will redirect to the show on Blab. Um, So I reckon that's all for now. Until we meet again, adios to um, all those listenings. And thank you again, Emmerich. It was really great. It was great. Thank you very much, David.